Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey everyone, welcome to the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, and my guest, my guest today is T- Tyler Sickmeyer, and he's the CEO of Fidelitas Development, of, and they're a full-service advertising agency. And today, Tyler is going to talk about building brand loyalty to increase the value of your organization. That's a topic we always want to hear about: how to grow the value of your organization. Uh, Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, Tyler, I've been uh, looking at your website, and I'm very interested in what you've put together. And I'd love love for you to share with our guests a little bit about your background and how you started Fidelitas and and what all you do there. Certainly. So we'll start with the now and then rewind a little bit. So I'm I'm the CEO of Fidelitas Development, like you said, full-service ad agency headquartered out in San Diego. We work with clients from coast to coast. And our specialty is coming in as more of a strategic partner. So while we do web design and e-commerce development and SEO and, and all the digital marketing tactics that uh, you hear about all the time, as well as traditional media buys, really what separates us from the pack is our ability to come in and serve as a strategic advisor as well and really help guide the strategy rather than just be an order taker. And how we got started was ironically in concert promotion. So Bill, if you uh, rewind about a dozen years or so, I actually got my start uh, while I was in college promoting Christian concerts from coast to coast. And uh, at the time, uh, I was the only college kid that they were dumb enough to sell these big arena shows to. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I had a little bit of a leg up on some of my competition uh, because, because at the time, Facebook was only open to college kids. And I was the only college kid getting these national shows. And so by default, I was the first promoter to use Facebook for marketing. And I was also early to the game in text message marketing back when the technology was very basic. And it's funny because I heard you do a a texting call to action uh, on the lead into this segment. And, uh, you you know, it's funny when we started, all you could do was send a message in and get a message back. And that was the extent of it. And now you've got text to win and you can provide white papers and other content via text. So it's really come a long way. Uh, But that's how we got started. And that led to consulting other promoters, and that led to consulting small and medium-sized businesses. And 10 bootstrapped years later, here we are. We're a full-service uh, agency uh, known as Fidelitas Development, which is uh, Latin for loyalty. And that's really – it's funny. That's what we're going to talk about today, but we're very passionate about it uh, when it comes to building brand loyalty for our clients. And also, we're focused on long-term, sustainable relationships with our clients. We try not to be one of those uh, burn-and-turn shops where you've got to go out and uh, hunt something new every, every Every month because someone fired you so we try to be right, uh, right. a little bit more strategic in our partnerships yeah and and who knew we'd see all the changes that we've seen since you were that college kid uh, 
you know, uh, trying to get people to come to, to Christian concerts, right? My, oh, my goodness. goodness, what a, yeah, what that, a world uh, of change. Uh, it's, I mean, remember back when MySpace was the thing? I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really yeah. come a long way. And this is the problem for a lot of our listeners, Tyler, who are um, mainly baby boomer business owners. They didn't grow up with a lot of this technology. They got it, you know, it came at them. And so there's been a learning sure. curve. And the other side of it is, as we talk a lot about the fact that the brand, your brand value, um, it, it shows up at the time of sale, but it's not really recorded on your balance sheet that much. And, but it's, it's mm. something people need to be keenly aware of about building their brand loyalty, like you're talking about, to increase the value. So let's talk about that. What, what, how would you describe brand loyalty? Absolutely. So when we talk about brand loyalty, and a lot of times there, there's a lot of snicks out there that'll say, oh, well, brand loyalty is a thing of the past. It doesn't exist anymore. You know, my grandpa might have gone to the same gas station uh, every, 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 every week for a steal in the same dollar store or the same grocery store or whatever, but that doesn't happen that way anymore. And actually that's false because a, a lot of times everyone likes to write off the millennial market as a market that doesn't have any brand loyalty. And I'd say that's, that's, that's wrong. It's just harder to get. Uh, it's certainly harder to obtain than it used to be, uh, but it's certainly out there and it, and, and it can still be achieved regardless of your industry. And so it, it all starts, Bill, with something we call the WIFM factor. WIFM, uh, W-I-I-F-M stands for what's in it for me. Uh, and, if, and if any business, and whether you're listening in and uh, you run a chain of car repair shops or maybe you run a chain of restaurants or maybe you have a financial planning services firm, regardless of what type of business you're in, if you can figure out the core wisdom factor for your customers and you can figure out how to differentiate yourself from your, from your competition and how you serve that better. Uh, that, that's, that, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's how you earn that brand loyalty. And to give you one example, uh, a business out here. So we recently looked at, uh, switching, switching banks and we ended up switching banks out here from a national bank to a local bank. And, uh, part one of the main things we were looking for, like our whiffle factor, so to speak, when we were looking to switch was a relationship. We didn't want to be just another account. We, you know, we wanted to have a relationship with the people we were doing business with. And, and so, you know, really, uh, you know, just to brag on our bank, Silvergate Bank, which is a regional bank out here in uh, California, uh, you know, they do a really nice job of investing back into their people. You know, you, know, you think about a bank, you, you know, your gut reaction for what a whistle factor might be would be, say, uh, you, you, know, you know, well, low rates or no, no fees or, uh, you, you know, other, uh, you, you know, easy access to capital, maybe things like that. And yeah, that's part of it, but they understood to take it a step further. Like, hey, we want to be a partner to our customers. And so they figure out how do we be a partner to our customers in ways that our competitors aren't. And so they host regular lunch and learn and give a chance for uh, 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 fellow uh, members of the bank to come together and network a little bit and, and, and learn something new that's valuable to their businesses. You know, much like how you and I offer value with conversations like these. And th- then they, they do things like take their members to, events and, and, and to ball games and uh you know they have the other things too but anyone can match your price uh you know price is rarely a great wilson factor because at that point you're commoditized uh you know it's really how can you go above and beyond and really add value to that customer experience uh so for example maybe it's uh you know maybe it's a fact like going back to the car repair example if uh, you run car repair shops maybe you detail every car no one pays for the detail, but you do that. Like, hey, even mm-hmm. if you're just in for an oil paint, we're going to vacuum out your carpet for you. 
just because, mm-hmm. just because we mm-hmm. appreciate that you came in today. Like, so it's things like that, like figuring out how can you add value and you become known for that. And that's how you build brand loyalty because people appreciate quality service. They appreciate the sense that someone actually cares about them, that they're not just a number. And that, hey, if I go here to eat, I know that, I, I know that I'm going to get well taken care of. They may or may not comp me dessert. But I know that they're gonna they're 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 gonna be really thoughtful about their wine pairings, or the you know they're they're gonna be sure to show me the latest specials, and I know they locally source their food. You know there are different whiffing factors for different people, but part of that's just being really tapped into your core audience. And I think if you understand that and can grow with that, you have a, a lot of potential to build that elusive brand loyalty that a lot of people believe doesn't exist anymore. It's a great point, and you know what what comes to mind is that. Uh, once you get a client, uh, become, getting someone to become loyal uh, means paying attention to them, uh, but to rip somebody else away from another uh, provider, whether it's a restaurant or a, a, an attorney you know, or, or, some, or an insurance yeah. or whatever types of services that they're currently using, then it really takes uh, probably a combination of understanding what your, your, your target client looks like and what their needs are, as well as... Uh, uh, testimonials from people like them who say, I would never go anywhere else because these guys always do this. Is that right? Exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. And it's just about figuring out what that wisdom factor is, or some people call it an X factor. You know, what's that, what's that factor that takes that service experience to a whole nother level? Sometimes it could be, you know, for a restaurant, it could be the atmosphere. For the attorney, it could be the fact that, hey, I'm going to come meet you and I'm not going to bill you for my travel time. You know, it's like, Hey, like I'll, I'll, I'll be here when you need, you know, it's, it's the, it's that availability. And actually we, we our our own corporate attorney uh, doesn't bill per hour. They, 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 they work on a flat monthly retainer model. And uh, the reason they do that is they encourage their clients to call them anytime they have a simple question. And so their clients aren't worried about getting nickel and dime minute over minute every time that they're, uh, that they're on the phone with their attorney. And so they, they get a better level that they, they get their customers get a better level of service, right? And I, and I think that's really where brand loyalty starts. Yeah, it, it really causes a lot of head scratching these days. I think if, you, if you've ever heard the comment, and I don't remember the year, but they said back in something like the 1940s, they were going to close the patent office because everything was invented that would ever be invented, so they didn't need it anymore. Um, now, we're, <laughs> we're sitting here in 2018, and, and things have changed so much just in the last few years. So give us some tips. How can businesses uh, build brand loyalty in 2018? Absolutely. And, and part of it, you know, we get asked this all the time, especially with like brick and mortar retailers who are trying to compete with Amazon, uh, uh, which, is, which is always a question that goes along with this because Amazon has brand loyalty because they, they can typically get things to you faster and cheaper than anyone else. Uh, and, and even if they can't, they've built that perception, and, and it's a matter of convenience. So Amazon's going to try and beat mm-hmm. you uh, from a mm-hmm. convenience standpoint, from a pricing standpoint, and, and, and from a, a speed standpoint, to where it's that the speed is negligible to taking the time to going to the store yourself. You know, so, hey, if I'm going to get it at my door in two days for free, I could wait two days before I go to the store anyways. Right. So, so exactly. that, that's, how, that's exactly. how Amazon competes with that factor. And it's so critical for businesses of all sizes to figure out how they can excel and separate themselves from their competitors. Uh, when it comes to emerging technologies, a lot of times those are ways to help, but also to highlight uh, what you're doing well and what you're doing differently. I'm a big proponent of regardless of your business, you should be investing heavily in video right now. Uh, the more video content that you have that tells stories, sometimes it's customer testimonials uh, or case studies or other times it's uh, you know you know thought leadership uh, sharing you know you know hey here are the latest trends 
here, here's, here, here's where, where this industry is going. Uh, here's what we recommend doing about it, and here's how we can help. And you know the old saying, Billy, you can give away 90% of your information, and people will pay full freight for the last 10%. Uh, yes, and, and, I heard and we that. firmly believe that. We try, to, we try to give away as much as we can uh, through, through a variety of tools, uh, Facebook groups, uh, other, other social channels, et cetera. So, so there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, social media, I know it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction. Everyone wants to jump on social media. And this is one of the biggest things that's, that's changing. And one of the questions we get all the time is, well, how much should I be investing in social media? And it's interesting, a study actually came out within the last couple of weeks uh, from a couple of social media software companies, uh, Buffer and BuzzSumo put out a study. And, and they found that the best social media pages on Facebook today, uh, the best pages are getting the same engagement that the worst pages were getting five years ago. So think about that for a second. Yeah. If you're doing everything right, you're no better now than the worst pages were five years ago. So, and, and, and so what, what, what that means is the organic reach is really limited. So whatever channels you're going to invest in to communicate with your customers, make sure that you invest in them. That means quality content. That means paying to promote said content. You have to treat digital channels uh, like, a, like a paid channel, just as you would radio or television or anything else. You know, it's not, it's not enough to just have you know, a great designer put together a compelling design, you also have to pay to print it and mail it if, you, if you're going to go the direct mail route. You know, it's much, much like it's not enough to pay someone to come up with compelling messaging on a digital channel and just post it for free because you can. Uh, at, at that point, the post kind of falls on deaf ears because you're going to reach 1% on average of your audience. So if you've got 10,000 fans, only about 100 of them are going to see any given post. And so how do you overcome that? Well, part of it is a paid strategy, and then part of it is driving better engagement by, by convincing and converting your customers to have conversations with you, asking them questions, asking for their feedback. People love to be asked what they think about things. So if you can go down that rabbit hole with, with, with your customers and get them to give you feedback in real time, you're going to get your engagement up. And now they're going to mm -hmm. feel more invested. And they're also going to be more loyal because they, they've taken time because, hey, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I had the best experience last time with XYZ company, but at least they asked me what I thought. And then they apologized when they screwed up and they said they'd make it right. And, and, and so I, I feel like they care about me versus someone else. And that's the big thing, you know, for all the jokes about uh, millennials being called snowflakes or a, a, a me first uh, generation, you know, however you want to uh, categorize the, the entire demographic, you know, one thing is that, you know, it's very relational oriented. They're very impact oriented. Millennials want to make sure that uh, they're, they're making an impact with their lives. They don't want to just work nine to five and, and, and go home for a paycheck. They, they want to make an impact with what they're doing. And they're very relationship driven, not only with each other, which is why social media is really taken off, but with the brands that they're passionate about. And that's why, you know, there's no relationship with the gas station. It's literally who's on the right side of the road so I don't have to make a left-hand turn. And that's, that, that's, that, that's, that's the loyalty of it unless they go above and beyond. But if someone provided great service and say maybe there was a, a free car wash with uh, eight gallons of gas, like, okay, you know, my car's a little dirty. I'll make the left turn and get the, get the free car wash uh, with the gas, and I'll get the gas over here. And then while I'm here, I'll go ahead and buy a soda or something because I would probably do that anyway, right? And so, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, you have to figure out what makes sense for your business. But there's so much opportunity if, 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 you, if you just stop and ask your customers what's important to them. And, and maybe they don't care about the car wash. Maybe it's a free candy bar. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's having an attendant there to actually pump their gas uh, like we used to see all the time. You know, what, what, what separates your business? And we're using some really simple examples when we talk about you know, gas stations and uh, single location brick and mortar restaurants. But you could apply these same principles to any type of business. And if you're looking for right. – and, and I know, Bill – 
on, on, on your show regarding exit strategy. I'm sure you talk about this all the time, but it can't all come back to the business owner because then the value is tied up in the business owner and not the business. And, and so because of that, it's so critical to create systems and really empower your employees to offer that value to the customers so that the value is associated with the brand and that there's brand loyalty, not loyalty to Tyler Sickmeyer or Bill Black or whomever is the face of the business. Right, right. It's it's what the business mission is all about from the beginning. So, you know, and one of the problems is you and I talk to a lot of different types of advisors and business owners and whatnot, and what I hear from the older ones is like, I miss the yellow pages. It was simple. I understood it. If I wanted more business, I placed a bigger ad. Now we're in such a bifurcated marketplace that there's so many different uh, targets to uh, target markets and targeting strategies to go after. What channels are the most effective for building brand loyalty? Absolutely. And so it starts with a couple different th- things here. And I'm going to address top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom funnel, because uh, really everyone has that sales cycle, even, even whether we're talking about a business-to-consumer brand or we're talking about a business-to-business brand. You know, really, from a top of funnel standpoint, you've got to get leads in the door. Uh, you can't build loyalty with someone you don't do business with. <laughs> so it really starts, you know, that simple. You've got to get people in the door. One of the mm-hmm. quickest, most efficient things that we advocate for across the board is Google AdWords. Uh, the reason being, if you're advertising on AdWords and you have an optimized and, and audited keyword strategy and, 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 and you've really got your ads dialed in, you're only reaching people that have raised their hand and said, hey, I'm interested in this product. Think about it, Bill. I mean, have you ever gone home and uh, Googled uh, best tire provider uh, for fun? No, you would only do that if you needed the tires, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's the same thing with every business. So when you target the right keywords, you're only showing your ad and you're only paying to show your ad to people that have raised their hand and said, hey, I'm in the market for what you're selling. Think about that versus a billboard where, you know, I'm paying for hypothetically 40,000 people to see my billboard a month. Uh, maybe 10,000 of them actually saw it and weren't distracted. Maybe 1,000 of them will remember it. And of the 1,000 that remember it, maybe 150 are actually my target customer. And and of the 150, Mm -hmm. maybe 75 are in the market to buy, and maybe 30 can actually afford me. So you just paid to reach 40,000 people when all you needed was 30. You're much more efficient just trying to reach the 30 people first. And that's why AdWords is so effective because you can really hyper-target who you're going after. Uh, and so Ad- AdWords is one of the biggest things. If you're on to, on to more of a branding play, uh, using video on Facebook and Instagram are great tools, even for business to business, because Facebook knows where you work. Everyone enters that information into their Facebook profile. And so that's one of the biggest misconceptions, Bill, is that, uh, oh, well, I'm doing B2B advertising, so I can only do LinkedIn and Twitter. Actually, you can do Facebook really, really well. Facebook has, uh, and, and by default, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, they have uh, the best targeting system set up for marketers, period, as far as push marketing goes. You know, we talk about AdWords being more pull marketing because people have already qualified themselves. But as far as push marketing goes, your, your bang for buck is really with Facebook and then having quality creative centered around video, and then you'll be in a really good spot. And then that's the top of the funnel. So middle funnel, you want to nurture those leads. That's where email marketing comes in. Uh, there's mm-hmm. so much technology out there now around personalization. Uh, it's, it's not enough if all you're doing is sending a monthly newsletter 10 times a year. 
and think about that for a second. That's how often most people send their monthly newsletters. It's 10 times a year or so, you know, as often as they can possibly get it out. And uh, and, and it's not even going out monthly. Uh, if that's the case, then you're really missing the boat on email because because people aren't paying attention to that. And if your open rate is under 15 20%, you're really struggling and you're not getting as much value out of that list as you could if you nurtured it properly. And so part of it goes back to, again, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, which was adding value uh, to customers. And the same thing goes for email. You've got to answer that with some factor question, you know, how do you add value in the emails that you're sending? And if you can answer that, and if you can put compelling content in emails, maybe it's an exclusive offer. Maybe uh, if you're an apparel brand, it's, it's, it's an exclusive colorway of a specific item. Or uh, one thing we're doing with one of our clients in the apparel space is we're, we're doing a buy two, get a custom shirt free promotion. So instead of discounting existing products, there's a limited edition shirt that they can only get when they buy two other shirts on the, on the, on, that are already on the site. And so we have some promotions like that that we run exclusively through email, and we create value for being on that list. Like, hey, there's a reason you're here, and we're going to honor that, and we're going to respect that, and we're going to make sure if we engage you and we get your time because you're opening and reading our emails, that there's something really cool in it for you. And that's the middle, Tyler, that's the middle this, of the funnel. And, then, and we're not going to be able to get to the other one on today's interview, unfortunately, because we do have an, another mm-hmm. another guest coming up. But you've given us 20 minutes of extreme extreme condensed wisdom, Tyler, and I, it really comes through. And I want to urge our listeners to to get in touch with you at uh, uh, at Fidelitas Development, which is F-I-D-E-L-I-T-A-S, F-I-D-E-L-I-T-A-S, development.com. You, you really come across as an extreme expert and very enthusiastic about this topic, Tyler. And I apologize, but we're going to have to pick up and do another interview to catch uh, what's, what's in the bottom of the funnel. Um, and, but you do offer our listeners a free digital marketing audit along with a link to Lionshare Marketing Podcast. Uh, and uh, I, really, I really appreciate you coming on, and I'm sorry we're running out of time here, but uh, we're going to have to, to move on and, and catch up with you next time on this. Thank you so much for coming on today, though. Bill, thank you so much for having me. All good. We'd love to come back. And, and again, the, the thing you touched on, we give away a lot of insight for free on the Lions Share Marketing Podcast. That's on all uh, podcasting apps. It's Lions Share Marketing Podcast. Uh, we have all sorts of great guests on there from big brands and small brands alike, and would love to continue the conversation with you in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to be a regular there. That's because I can tell you, you really have a great, uh, great attitude and a great deal of knowledge about this topic, and I, I really enjoy our time together today. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Bill. Take care. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 